The Chicago White Sox losing streak is now at seven games. Uh, the Sox lost to the Minnesota Twins on Tuesday night, four to nothing. Miguel Cairo wanted the White Sox to finish strong and wanted the Sox to play with some pride, but there were no signs of life on Tuesday in Minnesota. The Sox are in real danger of finishing in third place in a division they won comfortably just a year ago. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available at all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Maybe Johnny Cueto can play stopper. Uh, he has pitched well against the Twins this season. Uh, Tim Anderson and Michael Kopech are officially done for the year. And more rumors swirl about Tony LaRusso's future with the White Sox. State of the Sox, they are 76 and 78, two games under 500 here in this last week of September, hanging on to second place in the AL Central with just eight games left. White Sox lost uh, to the Twins Tuesday night, four to nothing. Uh, it was an ugly, ugly game. Uh, to watch. I, I've got to say uh, there's been a lot of them too uh, lately. Uh, I, I've shared this before uh, about the fact that I officially became a season ticket holder uh, back in 2017, the first year of Ricky Renteria, really the first year, uh, of course, of the of the rebuild. Uh, I wanted to be on the ground floor of change, saw a lot of bad baseball, uh, especially in 2018, as I'm sure uh, you did as well. Uh, I kind of forgot what it's like to watch apathetic baseball. Uh, this past homestand was brutal, and uh, Tuesday night was just as rough. Uh, we had playoff years, of course, in 2020, uh, 2021. Can the White Sox rebound and get uh, back to the postseason in 2023? I mean, that's what we're all kind of talking about right now uh, and what the focus will be uh, throughout October, November, and beyond. Uh, some rumors swirling once again about Tony LaRusso's future. Maybe you saw some of this on social media. A lot of folks uh, saying that they've got intel that Tony LaRusso not coming back in 2023 to manage the White Sox, nor will be holding any other title 
in the organization. Again, just rumors right now, multiple reports uh, talking about this. Uh, I saw something tweeted out by Dan uh, Bernstein from uh, 670 The Score. Other folks jumping on this. If this is the end for Tony La Russa, his final record as White Sox manager here in this uh, second go-around uh, will be 156 and 134. Uh, one division title, one playoff win. Not series, but win. Just one game. And it was a great game. Uh, I was there. I'm, I'm sure you were as well. You definitely watched it probably multiple times. So the question, and there's a lot of questions uh, to Tony and really to Jerry, and they're, they're kind of the same questions, is why? Why did this happen? Why did Tony LaRussa come back, Jerry? And, and Tony, why did you do it? You know, wh- why did you let your friend uh, get you to come back and manage after being away from the dugout for so many years and ending on a high note with the St. Louis Cardinals? I mean, was it worth it? Uh, I guess if you love something and you're passionate about it and you, you just don't want to give it up and, you know, Reinsdorf convinced Tony, I, who knows the real specifics? Uh, I've Firmly believe that, you know, Tony La Russa was sold on this team on paper. This team uh, looked to be unbeatable. And boy, they were a fun dynamite team in 2021 uh, this year. Man, the wheels came off. Uh, Really, the questions would be to Jerry Reinsdorf. Like, what were you thinking? Why did you think that this was the guy uh, to bring in after Ricky Renteria? You seem to have a lot of pieces in place. Guys were being brought up from AAA, uh, folks were getting healthy uh, and getting some years underneath them. And you brought in Tony La Russa to finish the job, a, a buddy of yours, maybe to right an old wrong. Uh, you didn't let Rick Hahn do his job. You forced uh, Tony La Russa down our throats and, and it just didn't work out at all. And this is how it potentially ends for your buddy, uh, Tony La Russa. We don't know what the future holds, but right now, a lot of rumors that uh, he will not be back in 2023. Uh, where do you go from here? I, I hope I hope it's an actual managerial search, a real uh, search, not just, you know, Miguel Cairo stepping in or A.J. Pruszynski, uh, but a real managerial search. And does Rick Hahn come back? I, I have a feeling he will be back. Uh, it's Jerry's way. Will he be able to actually make the decision this time? And do you trust him to make the decision? If Tony LaRusa goes, I'd assume Miguel Cairo would as well. And why stop there? Daryl Boston, Joe McEwing, Frank Menachino. Uh, lots of off-season topics here. Lockdown White Sox will continue to be a force in the off-season, bringing you all things White Sox all the time. So as we start to kind of discuss some of these things now while games are still going on, uh, just know that uh, when anything breaks, and and we have a feeling that there will be a lot of things changing from the front office, maybe from coaches and 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 staff to players. There's a there's a lot of change that needs to happen for this team to be competitive in 2023. Uh, the White Sox have decided to shut down Tim Anderson uh, for the remainder of the season, and Michael Kopech is unlikely to pitch again this season. Here are Tim Anderson's numbers uh, for 2022. He played in 79 games this year, uh, hit 301, 
had 100 hits, six home runs, 25 uh, RBI, slugged 395. Uh, Michael Kopech, 25 games. Uh, he was 5-9 and nine with a 3.54 uh, ERA, 119 innings, and 105 strikeouts in those 119 innings. Anderson spent a, a couple times on the IL, a couple stints, disappointing season uh, for him for sure. Uh, Michael Kopech, first season uh, in the starting rotation, You, I, I really was hoping that he'd be able to, to finish strong and see uh, during that Cleveland series, if he was still healthy, if he would have been able to pitch when, when it was still really important and the Sox needed games, I wanted to have him have that experience of pitching in meaningful games, starting in meaningful games, and we didn't get that yet. Uh, hopefully he comes back uh, strong and is ready to go uh, in Arizona. Uh, before Tuesday's game, this was Miguel Cairo talking about the team and what he'd like to see from them. Quote, I want to finish over 500. I don't think we're a below 500 team. You've got to have pride when you're playing the game. They're professional baseball players. There's a reason why they're here, and they've got to show that they want to finish strong. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, that was not what you saw on Tuesday. Uh, some further comments from Miguel, Miguel Cairo, which I thought were pretty interesting on Aloy's future in the outfield. Quote, he can play there maybe one or two times a week, three times a week, and mix with DH. But he's been doing such a good job as a DH. You want to keep him healthy for the whole season. That's the best way to put it, end quote. Uh, since the All-Star break, here are Aloy Jimenez's numbers. Batting average, 345. He's tied for third. Uh, home runs, uh, 13. Tied for 14th place. RBIs, 39. Tied for 18th. A slugging percentage, 585. Uh, tied uh, in fourth place. And OPS, 1,000. That's in second place. Again, numbers since the All-Star break for Aloy Jimenez. Ozzie Guillen had a lot to say in the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago. And, you know, Chuck was kind of peppering him with a bunch of different questions, uh, especially when it came to the offseason. And and Guillen pretty much said, you know, hey, the, the Sox have a lot of tough, difficult decisions to make in the offseason. Think with your head, not your heart, is what he said. And I have a feeling he was kind of alluding to the Abreu situation. I'm sure there will be more developments as the uh, days and weeks uh, roll on here. Uh, and then Chuck kind of asked Asikian, what happened with this season? Like, how 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 did this go so wrong for the White Sox? And Guillen kind of basically said Cleveland showed the White Sox how to play uh, baseball. Tough pill to swallow for sure as a White Sox fan. Minnesota didn't really put on a clinic, but they had a great uh, pitching effort and had far more than just two hits. I'm going to tell you why the Sox did not do Frank Menachino any favors. Uh, more on that in a moment. Summer's winding down. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. 
You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of our licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in the line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the U.S. of A. and prepared and shipped direct to your door in discreet packaging. It's time to get off the couch and back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, head to BlueChew.com. So if you can benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Uh, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code locked on to receive your first month free. Uh, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Let's talk uh, pitching and uh, defense first here for this Tuesday game in Minnesota, where again, the Sox lost four to nothing. Lance Lynn was on the hill. Uh, you had Vaughn and Sheets in the outfield. Uh, nice, easy inning. Uh, first inning for Lance Lynn. Three uh, flyouts, uh, one, two, three inning. Uh, and then second inning, things started to uh, crumble a little bit. A couple base hits to start things off. Two runners on, nobody out. Then a third base hit in a row brings home the first run for the Twins. one nothing. Uh, Minnesota. Nothing hit terribly hard. Uh, Twins hitters just doing enough. Uh, Lynn had his cutter working, got out of a jam with allowing just one run, 44 pitches after two innings. Third inning, Luis Arise led things off with a double. Uh, not surprising there, though. Another double in the inning by Miranda. Minnesota scored again 2-0. Lots of traffic on the base paths uh, in this inning. The Twins were seeing Lynn uh, well early on. After three innings, Twins, two runs, five hits. Lance Lynn threw 63 pitches after three innings. Uh, in the fourth, third double for the Twins as they had the leadoff runner uh, on for the third straight inning. Uh, but this time the Twins uh, do not score. Uh, fifth inning, Twins were peppering the right side of the field. Uh, and now, and if you can track Lynn's cutter, this is a good plan. That's that's a good spot to go as a right-handed hitter. The cutter obviously will dive out of the zone. So if you go with the pitch or you just wait back and flick it into center field, uh, which is what the Twins did as well. No damage done, though. Uh, Lynn was at 95 pitches. Thought he was done, but unfortunately uh, not done. Sixth inning, uh, Lynn came out but uh, did not record an out. With 104 pitches on his arm, gave up a two-run home run, 4 nothing Twins, and that was it for Lance Lynn. Miguel Cairo also got tossed for John at the third base umpire. Uh, Aaron Bummer uh, came in to clean things up. Uh, Lance Lynn's line, again, did not record an out in the sixth inning. So he went five innings, 10 hits, four earned runs, a walk, three strikeouts in that big uh, two-run home run. His ERA, 4.16. He threw 104 pitches. Velasquez, how about Vince Velasquez? Seventh and eighth inning were all his solid innings. Zero hits, five strikeouts. 
Uh, offense, I mean, boy, taking notes during this game, watching this game, trying to just trying to get something exciting to talk about. Not a lot uh, at all. Uh, Ober was on the hill for the Twins, and he had it going on. Really nothing the first two innings. Sox looking for their first hit as the bottom of the third, uh, bottom third, I'm sorry, of the lineup got to work. It was a five-pitch inning for the Sox in the third. They went down in order. Absolutely nothing after three. Nothing even hit out into the outfield uh, after three innings. Uh, in the fourth, Sox were trailing the Twins 2-0 at this point. Yohan Moncada uh, gets the first hit of the game for the Sox, a double off the wall, uh, but he was not able to get uh, brought home. Nothing in the fifth. Uh, sixth, boy, zero runs, one hit through six innings. Ober on cruise control. Uh, seventh, curse of the double play. Seen that a lot this season for the White Sox. It ended whatever minor situation the Sox had going on uh, in the inning. Eighth inning, second hit of the game for the White Sox. A.J. Pollock with a single. And then the ninth, I mean, Sacks just had no chance. Minnesota Twins closer Duran throwing 103 miles per hour, 99 miles per hour with his uh, slider. Mancata, boy, he fouled a pitch off of the top of his foot and crumpled to the ground. I didn't think he was going to finish the at-bat. Uh, he ended up uh, grounding out. Uh, you might not see him in the lineup on Wednesday. That was brutal. Uh, Sox just had no chance against Duran. They really had no chance in the game uh, at all on Tuesday. Sox offense, zero runs, two hits, one extra base hit. That was Mancata's uh, double. Uh, well, winning this series would help the narrative of finishing strong, and the Sox need to win on Wednesday to do such a thing. I'm going to tell you why they have the right man on the mound. Uh, more on that in a moment. It's the battle for second place in the AL Central, if it matters, and Johnny Cueto will be on the hill for the White Sox. Cueto has a 1-0 record with an ERA of 2.25 and eight strikeouts in two appearances against the Twins this season. Uh, last time Cueto saw the Twins, it was on July 14th in Minnesota, and he pitched very well. Six innings, seven hits, only one earned run, and managed to get the win for the White Sox. Uh, fingers crossed that this seven-game losing streak uh, will finally be snapped. Hey, thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcasts. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Johnny Cueto's outing and hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Really appreciate you making time for the Locked on White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.